on a serious note, so Kate got pregnant and then it was like, I think because we'd been so honest in the lead up to that about where we were and what we were looking for, we were like, well, I said, I'm not going to pretend that we're all of a sudden, we're in love and we're, you know, all so happy and ready to start a family together because that wasn't the case a week ago. So Kate moved back out with her mum or the parents and then we just spent the next sort of nine months just getting to know each other from the from the beginning. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 221. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have an amazing interview with Kate and Travis. You are in for a treat with this one. Yeah, they got their start a bit unconventionally, perhaps a bet of sorts. Yes. That was lost, but ultimately, I think they won. The start of their relationship. The start of their relationship, yes. But I think we're all winners. Oh, yeah. No, it's turned out amazing. They've been together about 10 years and identify as non-monogamous, and... Yeah, they just tell so many amazing stories. And it's a fun, uh, it's a good laugh fest. Yeah. We have a good time. Also, quick disclaimer, we only talk about the weather for the first two minutes. <laughs> the weather doesn't come up too many times after that, so... Well, uh, they're, they're also coming to us from Australia, so totally different climate at the moment. Yes, and that's <laughs> what we were talking about. Spoiler right. alert! Oh Emma, my gosh. With the spoilers. <laughs> Also, uh, if you want to hear more from Kate and Travis, head over to our show notes, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the podcast tab, and there are links there to find their podcast, which has completed season one, and they're in pre-production for season two. Hey, spoiler alert. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Call me out. Anyway, their podcast is called She, My Wife, and I, and it is chock full of exciting, fun, and amazing stories from their adventures over the last few years. So check that out, support their work, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode with them. Yes. Before we jump into the interview, we're going to run through a a few quick announcements. First up, as normal, as usual, huge thank you to our Patreon community. You are incredible. We just recently hit 200 patrons and we're so excited. Thank you all for joining. Yeah. As Emma said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're super excited. Uh, We've got dates on our website for the upcoming Q&As and men's and women's group calls and all of the other amazing things. If you're interested in finding community for yourself, head over to our website, click on the Patreon tab. You can learn more about that. See if it maybe is a good fit for you. Perhaps, perhaps not. That's okay. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking for community, but you're not really into that whole Patreon thing, we've got some virtual events coming up on February 12th. And again, on February 24th, we have our virtual meet and greets. Yes. One of those is a Saturday and one of those is a weekday, Thursday, I believe. And those are open to anybody and everybody. So check those out and we hope to see you there. You can sign up on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the community events tab and then virtual events. We also have fun in-person events coming up. The first is on seventh, the seventh of 
February, which is this coming Monday, we have a meet and greet in New Orleans. Monday! Monday! It's not a Monday episode, though. I know. I just got excited. <laughs> it's a Monday meet and Only greet. Only people who have been listening for a long time know Monday episodes and know what we were referring to. Well, now they've got... Spoiler alert, Emma. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so we've got that coming up next week and then we're heading west to california so we've got multiple events in san francisco in the end of march and multiple events in san diego at the end of march and early april so there are meet and greets there's a pole dance class there's a play party we're not going to tell you what that actually means because you can go learn about that yourself <laughs> but, on our website. but there will be no sex and it will be in a public park yes so, uh, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun we hope you definitely go and check out all of the uh, different events that we've got going on in California. You can uh, find out all the information and sign up at our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. We say it all the time. Community events tab and then in-person events. Yes. And the last thing we wanted to mention is that Emma and I have gotten out there and shared our story on a few different platforms in the last couple of weeks. Uh, one of them was a virtual summit called the Alternative Relationship Summit, and it was hosted by Sarah uh, from episode 217. We did about a 35, 40 minute video interview with her and shared a bit about our background and about our journey into polyamory the last year. There are links in the show notes where you can go and sign up and still watch that. And also in the show notes, there are links to sign up and get the early bird discount for an upcoming summit called the Rethinking Relationship Summit with Axel from episode 175, where we did much the same thing, but it was a longer discussion, a little bit more of a long form conversation. And those both of those summits have a bunch of amazing speakers. So definitely check them out, sign up, uh, use the links on the website. It helps support us and it helps support the work that they're doing, which is amazing work. So thank you in advance for that. And we hope you enjoy. While you're on our website, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Go to the contact us, contact us button, send us an email. And we would love to hear from you if you want to come on the show, if you have any feedback for us. Yeah, just reach out. And with that, let's go laugh ourselves silly. Yes, with laugh Kate and our Travis. Laugh off. Yes. Let's have a good laugh. With Kate and Travis. Right. Let's go. All right. <laughs> We're officially recording. Yes. Awesome. Um, well, we just learned something new. We, Travis to, and I have something in common. Yeah, you don't have pants on. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Who would, what are the chances? <laughs> Pretty good with me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Pretty good with you. Yeah, true. Given the nature of the pod. <laughs> All right. Well, I I am wearing a blanket because it is, uh, it is 30, 31 degrees here. Fahrenheit. We have to do yeah. we have to do the conversions for people because yeah. we're and we're across the globe. And it's thirty one so. here as well, Celsius. But, but <laughs> Celsius. <laughs> very different. Yeah, it's a very different temperature. So So you wow. guys for us are negative zero point five degrees Celsius. Yeah, they're they're at zero and, and yeah. they're at you're at about ninety seven <laughs> for, for us. Yeah. Yeah. Too hot. Too yeah. hot at this yes. time of night. I don't know. Is that we have the air conditioner on the lowest, and I hate being cold, and I was whinging before because I was under the dune. I was like, this is so cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, and actually, like, 31 Fahrenheit here has been warm. Like, yeah. a, f- a few days ago, it was in the negatives Fahrenheit. So It's all, it's all perspective. You feel bad it's- whinging about it when I see you guys, like, 
all rugged up there. It's like, oh. yeah. Wearing hats and sweatshirts, yeah. and, yep, <laughs> yeah. indoors. So, however, well, like it's a little bit, I feel too hot where you're at too during I the disagree. day. I so. disagree. Mm, I disagree with that statement wholeheartedly. <laughs> you like a hundred degrees? I love Fahrenheit? it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been about a hundred. I've just converted. It's been about a hundred this last week. Yeah, yeah. Give me some nice. humidity with that hundred, and we're in heaven. <sighs> so. Deal. Deal. No, <laughs> no. There's a house no. for sale down the street. There you Come go. On. If, we'll if, only we were allowed, the if only we were allowed in your country, we would be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, nice to be talking with that mask. Right, <laughs> right. Right. Well, all right. Welcome to the show, uh, Kate you. and Travis. We're excited to have you Thank here. You. We're excited to talk. Um, and we'd love for you to introduce yourselves for, for the listeners. Uh, we, we've decided, we've determined, I think, already that you're not here in the U.S. with us. But where are you and, and who are you? Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, I'm Kate. I'm Travis. Not. Um, <laughs> we are, no. <laughs> we are in um, central Queensland in Australia, which is, like I said, halfway up the coastline of... East coast of Australia. East coast of Australia. Um, I grew up down south and we've been here for about three years. Travis is from here. Um, yeah, it it's Kate's from Sunshine Coast. It's a... So much cooler. It's only a seven-hour drive, and it's so much cooler where I'm from. And there's so many more beaches. That's fine. Mm. It's cheaper to live here. It sounds, <laughs> no, it sounds fine. It sounds yeah. like you want to live where you're living. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really love it. It's a smaller town. It's a lot less busy. It's the beef capital of Australia. Yes. Okay, it's a, it's it's a, a random it's a pretty, fact. It's a pretty big deal. It's on the map. So if you like steak, this is the place to be. <laughs> Although the cattle yards don't have any cows at the moment, they have a meat shortage in the beef capital. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the capital it's just yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just a lower lower capital yeah, i won't cop this slander <laughs> <laughs> we do have some very nice islands um yeah. which is just a little boat trip across um but if mm. you have your own boat you can jump on a barge so we do live in a pretty pretty good place mm. yep, you're 28 i'm um, 32 Correct. um we've been together for nearly 10 years, 10 years yeah. so married for one Almost. Yep, we got married in April this year. Last so, year. Ah, last congratulations. Year. Yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. <laughs> yeah, awesome. We got married, bought a house. It was big. 2021 was a big year. So had a lot going on. And we got two kids. Yeah. In 2021, you got two? or you No. Got two? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's overachieving. No, no. We've, we've got an eight-year-old and a, a six-year-old. Oh, seven-year-old. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Have any stroke there for a second? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's late there. Yeah. It's late there. It's it's nine a.m. here, and it's pushing midnight where you're at. So yeah, we, yeah. we understand. Just after, <laughs> just after yeah. midnight. <laughs> yeah. no, it's cool. Well, I've just gone off coffee this year, so you have to forgive me if I'm a bit slow tonight. All right, we forgive you. It's all uh, good. I got tea. Me tea? too. Yeah, I got tea. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again for being here. Thanks for sharing a bit and. I guess what maybe a good place to start is like what what does your relationship style look like? What does maybe non-monogamy look like? And then maybe we get to go back in time mm. to find out how we got here. That's probably the best. Probably start from the beginning. Start from oh, the what beginning. It looks Fair. like though, currently. Well, you don't have to ruin the surprise. Who knows? There's Let's no start surprise. at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can start from the beginning. Um, so Trav and I were roommates. Um, originally we, uh, 
some, uh, we had a mutual friend, um, one mutual friend on Facebook who Trav worked with and I worked with his mum and he added me on Facebook. Um, he sent me a few messages, which I did not respond to. <laughs> um, it's responded to one or two, but then just left him on red quite a few times. Um, I like to remind him of that. Most, <laughs> most days. Just to keep him, just to keep him humble. Keep him yeah, in line. Even if no one asks. Just tells <laughs> the kids. <laughs> Don't tell you how your father and I met. Yes, mum. Um, and then his mate put on a bet that he couldn't sleep with me within a month. So then Travis started messaging me a little bit more and I still ignored him. And then he posted on Facebook probably another month or two later that they were looking, uh, him and one other guy were looking for a housemate. And I was like, perfect. I'm 18. I want to move out. I don't want to live with girls. Too much drama. I'm going to move in with two guys. What could go wrong? Um, so I moved in and never put my bed together. Just never even unpacked. unpacked, just kept my clothes and moved all into Travis's room. And then we were just roommates who were just living <laughs> our best life, like fucking, not working, just going out partying. And then I fell pregnant like four within months a, later. Yeah, within three or four months. Three or four months I fell pregnant. So we actually went back to dating. Um, so you were 19 at the time too, so yeah, pretty young. And we went back to dating, um, yeah, just totally lived like separate. I was pregnant. I was crazy hormones. It was wild, but, um, yeah, we, we just got to know each other. And I think the start of the story sort of sets up the, um, sort of the first domino, if you will, because Kate was so young, she moved in. Um, it was just casual, totally casual. And I think because there was never any intention of us being in a relationship, it was just fun. We were so, honest with each other right from the get-go. Um, yeah. I remember saying, Trav and I had got up, had a massive night. We'd got up and gone for a walk, just needed, just went for a walk around this lake and we were just talking and he says to me, um, two things, I don't believe in marriage and second thing is um, I don't believe you should be with one person for the rest of your life. And I was like, huh, like I was young. I'd never been in a long-term relationship with anyone because every time I had been with someone for a few months, I had a guy cheat on me and it just wouldn't work out and I was never phased. So for me, I was just like, oh, this sounds cool. Like I don't have to be with someone. What do, what do you mean? And um, and then whilst we were roommates, we sort of just started having like threesomes and just digging into my bisexual side, which I hadn't experienced before. So that's how it all so that started. Was, that was all like in the first like four months. Yeah. It, we just, <laughs> yeah, it was – chaotic <laughs> things were pretty yeah it was pretty wild lifestyle like we were we were partying just about every night and just about every day and yeah there wasn't a lot being left to the imagination but yeah I just always had this this theory that I could never imagine just being I suppose sexually with one person forever but I also didn't know that there were other relationship styles other than monogamy so I I just remember saying to Kate look if I was ever going to get married I'd, I'd want to be a swinger because that's all I'd I'd heard about swinging, you know, and I thought that'd be cool. Like that, that sort of solves that one issue. You know, I want a, I want a primary partner. I want someone that I can spend my life with. But I just didn't know that you could do it without the constraints of, um, you know, the relationship styles that we're brought up with. Right, right. Yeah. I'm. I want to pick up there, but I want to go back to a couple of details that I'm curious and nosy, <laughs> and nosy about. Please do. So, so I feel like there was this like. Hey, kids, uh, your mom ignored your dad on Facebook for a while. But I feel like the part of the story that gets missed is, like, 
you moved in and never actually moved into your own room. So like, Correct. I feel like I, I want to just, I, I, there was I, a flip of a switch. I, yeah, I feel My like, God. I feel like the tables turned here a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you for not letting that one slip through. <laughs> so what, so what happened? So like, did you, did you unveil the bat or did, did you was like, was the, Hey, do you want to move in? Was that part of the strategy to win the bat? Yeah. Well, I didn't win the bet. I didn't get it. I think it was just out. So I was like six weeks. It wasn't a month. So, and I just hoped that he just forgot never he forgot about it, which he did. Um, but yeah, no, it, I'm glad you picked that up because when she finally did move in, she, we had dinner together, uh, the three of us, because there was another, another housemate with us. And I think we all just got along really well. And it didn't take too much from yeah. there. I think once she realized that I was a pretty good guy and, you know. Um, My side of that is I left. <laughs> I was actually seeing really someone good. at the time and um, I remember I'd like it was only I'd gone and met them and a week or two later I was out of this like family-friendly music festival with my parents and they bought me the ticket because I was so desperate to see this like music artist. Um, we'd sort of gotten halfway through the day. They paid like $100 for me to go and see with them. I was like, cool. And then Trav messages and he's like, you should come out tonight. I haven't moved in at this point. Like I'm due to move in in two, two weeks. And I was like, yeah, I should come out tonight. And I just looked at my parents and I was like, catches. And they're just like, what? What do you mean? And I'm like, well, I'm going. This My new housemate wants me to go. I'm going. So we went out and we slept together that night and that was before I'd moved in. <laughs> so, so the third housemate was a, a good mate of mine. We played football together growing up and he he's ended up being the best man at our wedding and he's mentioned it in his um, best man speech that we'd had the chat that day. He said, look, She's attractive. I can see that look in your eye. Just no one sleeps with the new housemate. Like, let's. This could be fun, you know. Be nice to have a female presence in the house. Let's just keep everything. And we made a deal, and we shook on it. And then that night, <laughs> we had sex. So I, yeah, not the best mate. Like she hadn't even moved in yet, and we'd already broken the deal. So. Um, and then he he went back home for like oh, six we, weeks over Christmas yeah. to stay with his family, but we snuck and left us alone. That. Yeah, as though we weren't going to do anything while he was away. So I used to go and close foolish. the door before he went home for the Christmas holidays. Like I would sneak in, we'd have this hallway, and he would sort of be upstairs. So I would go into my room, which was a mattress on the floor, and I would close the door and I'd wait for him to go to bed or not hear me, and I'd quickly sneak out, and then I would sneak into Trav's room because we didn't want to annoy him. Hmm. And it was but, like sneaking yeah. around your parents, but sneaking around your housemate. <laughs> and then one day he's like, guys, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can hear You're not you. You're doing like, a great job hiding yeah. this. Yeah. You like army crawl into the other room and then fuck loudly for like an hour afterwards. <laughs> so it's like it sort of defeats the purpose. Like you don't even try and hide it. <laughs> wow. It sounds like it worked out for the best. And, it did. And, yeah. and it I, sounds like your mate got over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. But, yeah, so go back to on a serious note. So Kate got pregnant and then it was like I think because we'd been so honest in the lead up to that about where we were and what we were looking for, we were like, well, so I'm not going to pretend that we're all of a sudden we're in love and we're, you know, all so happy and ready to start a family together because that wasn't the case a week ago. So Kate moved back out with her mum or the parents, and then we just spent the next sort of nine months just getting to know each other from the from the beginning. And um, a more calm level, totally different people. Because you know when you we we were we were partying and we were young and we just had no care. So to go back and then be like 
almost not serious people, but to be like, oh, that's what you really like when you're not yeah. hungover or, you know, we're not out at a nightclub or whatever the case may be. But you know that when, like, when you meet someone and you're into them, you put on this facade generally and then you can mm-hmm. only keep it up for so long and then it sort of falls away and then someone feels robbed because they like, oh, well, that's not you're not the person I expected you to be. Right. We never had that because we'd seen each other, for better or worse, like in the beginning, just as roommates and as as yeah. friends. And so then you, to try and then go back and put this facade on, you'd be like, doesn't make it. I know that's not who you are. So then we just, from the beginning, started fresh. Always and, honest, yeah. And we knew where each other were at. She knew that, well, you told me that you weren't interested in marriage and you didn't believe in, in being monogamous and this and that. And it's like, oh, well, it's hard to. Yeah, put the toothpaste back in the tube, right? Yeah, (laughs) that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, well, and I I think that's a really interesting dynamic, right? Like you said, you you laid all the cards on the table as sort of friends and fuck buddies, more or less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But and then it was like, oh shit, like we're having a kid. And like even if you don't wind up together, like you're going to be in each other's lives in some capacity for the rest of your life. Like, even if it's not marriage or dating or love, like you have something that's now bonding you two together. And I think that you, like, it's interesting that you stepped back out of it. You moved out, you moved back in with your mom and you went back to like, well, let's try the like traditional dating route now, but also we have a lot of other things happening at the same time. So it's still not exactly traditional. Yeah. yeah it, it definitely really wasn't easy at the time. I like, was crazy hormonal. Like I, I don't know how he dealt with me, but looking back at it back then, I hated it. I hate the fact that he wasn't there at night time and stuff like that. He was always there for everything, never missed anything. But just some night she'd be like, I wish you were there. But then also looking back on it now, we wouldn't be where we are today if we didn't go back and do that. We just probably would end up in quite a sour place and, um, like I said, get to, get to know each other. We knew each other well and we, we were, like, great friends. Um, it was just like, okay, you know, we're not going to do this for the sake of a child. We're going to do it because we want to do it. You just so, you, you've seen this story a thousand times where, you know, woman gets pregnant, guy decides they'll be together, and then doesn't want to be there, and then the resentment grows, and so we just thought, well, you know, to avoid resentment on both sides, you just got to see see how it works. You know, go back to the beginning, get to know each other, do all the right things, be there for her as much as you can be, and just see where it takes you. And it got to the point where it wasn't until our first, our son was, what, three months old and we'd, we'd gone on a holiday we to America, America and we finally officially became together, you know, because every time you start to have feelings, you think, no, it's just because there's a kid involved, like, and you move away and then it got to the point where you're like, no, I actually genuinely really care for this for this person. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting. And you didn't feel like leading up to that point, so that would have been, six roughly 16 months into your time together that like it it took it took a while then for you guys to kind of be like oh this is more than just like hanging out at the club and, more and than partying more, more than friends with benefits yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. it did take and like Travis said it took a while um probably more so for him because I knew and it was <laughs> quite funny we just had the conversation a week earlier I was like I think I'm starting to get feelings this before I found I was pregnant Travis like, I'm not looking for a relationship right now. Like a year early, he'd got out of a four-year relationship and he's like, I'm just, I just don't want to be in a relationship. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Again, always been honest. Um, and then a week later I found out I was pregnant. I was like, oh, holy fuck. Mm. <laughs> I've just admitted that I've got feelings. So for me, I knew that they were always there. 
Um, and like I said, at the time being pregnant, I really did not despise the situation, but it, there were certain feelings where I wanted it to change. But again, so super, super grateful that we did take that time yeah. and not rush things. And we were both, mm-hmm. we we're both at a stage of our life. Like you were obviously super young, you were 19 mm. and I was 23, but like, I was still really immature at the time, you know. Yeah. I'd just gone through a stage of like four months or whatever. I wasn't working, partying, carefree lifestyle, you know, being very selfish. And then you sort of, I sort of had to get my own head sorted, work out where yeah. I was at, you know, that will they say mm. work on yourself before you can love yourself, before you can love someone else or yeah. whatever else. Yeah. So, yeah, just that's where we're at. I think we both needed that. It happened at the perfect time in our lives. Yeah. Um, and then a month later after getting into a relationship, I found I was pregnant again with a four-month-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so we were just finally at the stage we're like, okay, we're, we're together. We can get we're, back we're to like, some Let's just get some routine some happening too. here and, and then. Because we had played, we'd played a lot as housemates. Like we'd had um, threesomes with mm. girls. We'd had like. Um, we had threesomes with guys. We had threesomes with guys, had foursomes with guys. Like it was we were just really getting into that. So I was like, oh, okay, we can get back into this. And I was like, oh, okay, you're pregnant again. <laughs> so I had to wait a little bit longer. And so, it wasn't- so, yeah, so like while you were dating or not dating, while you housemates. were, I guess, housemates, that's, yeah, <laughs> there's a distinction. While you were housemates and like in those four months, that's, you said it was like a party phase. And so that's when you were having threesomes and, and exploring that stuff too and just yeah. having having a lot of fun, it sounds like. Yeah. And then you kind of had to put that on pause and yep. and really discover, like, what, what your relationship was, who you each were, like, go into that mm. and date each other. And then you officially, like, after uh, your son was born, like, then um, a few months later, you said officially we're in a relationship. And mm-hmm. then they're like, okay, well, we can start going into exploring <laughs> a little bit more with with uh, other people and just deep, maybe deepening this side of our relationship. And then you're pregnant again. Yeah. I just wanted to like Well, it sounds like what one of the questions I was gonna I'm sorry I talked over over you, Kate. Just the the like the the conversation that came up just before you found out you're pregnant was like Travis doesn't believe in marriage and doesn't really think you should ever be with one per that 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 you aren't meant to be with one person the rest of your life. And so my question was going to be like, did that thought ever come back up with you? Like through the pregnancy or after having the baby, like, well, I, like I have a baby now. Like I want, I want that stability, but it sounds like you kind of came out of it and you're like, Hey, let's, let's have some fun again. Like let's, I'm, I'm okay with that is kind of what I took away from that. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me was the marriage. Cause I was like, what if we get a point? Cause like, you know, for me, I want the same surname as my kids. And that was always my thing. Obviously I want to be someone's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably the whole thing that I was always concerned about. And I think I've even brought it up after both of having the kids and Travis, like, I just, you're still very young. And I guess he didn't want me to make that mis- not a mistake, but just to realize, to make sure that's really what I wanted being so, you know, so young, but yeah, like the whole, like sleeping with other people thing never, yeah, never really. I said, we just dived into this and, yeah. you know, before I met Trav, I was, like I said, someone who, if I was seeing someone and it didn't work out, I was just like, oh, well, it didn't work out. Like it wasn't meant to be, you know, I never really clung on to anyone and, you know, I definitely had my fun. I, I wasn't shy about hooking up with guys when I was single, you know, it was just, 
um, one thing that always stuck with me was I I hooked up with this guy before I met Trav and he was dropping me home the next day. He's like, isn't it such a shame that women get called sluts? And I was like, well, it's too early in the morning for this. I'm hungover and what? (laughs) And he's like, well, all my mates are going to give me a pat on the back because, you know, we fucked. But people are going to call you a slut. And I was like, well, I don't think I am. Like I'm just here having fun. Oh, no, I don't think you are either. But he's like, that's how people see it. And I was just like, well, I'm glad other people see it like that, but I don't because I'm just out here having fun. Like if I want to hook up with someone, I'm going to hook up with them. I don't care, you know, and he's like, oh, no, no, he got real defensive. Like, No, I'm encouraging it. Like I'm saying good on you, but isn't it just a crazy world? And that always sort of stuck with me and almost was like, well, stuff everyone else. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. So I definitely, yeah, I definitely enjoyed being single. Mm. Um, never in a group situation or more than one person. So when I moved in, it was I was always excited to get back to that because um, hooking up with a, a female for the first time, I was like, yeah, okay, I do like this. You know, I'd always had those feelings, but until I met Trav, I never had admitted that. Um, I, I corrupted her. <laughs> <laughs> In the best kind of way. <laughs> so when that sort of happened, I was like, yeah, I, like I want to try that more um, because, yeah, I guess I hadn't before and I hadn't dived into that side of myself. So um yeah I wasn't ever worried about the sleeping with other people it's probably more the marriage yeah yeah and here we are yeah. married now yeah and so so you oh, go, go ahead no you go Trev. i was just gonna say as far as like the non-monogamous side of things like just inviting other people into the bedroom or a relationship or whatever obviously it was something that we'd done before it was something that we both enjoyed but it was also something for me like i looked at it logically like Kate was 19 when she got pregnant and even though she says she's had she'd had to have fun and she'd slept with other people and stuff you know prior to me she was also 19 so she hadn't she hadn't gone out and experienced a whole bunch of stuff and again like you always see well quite often you'll see people they get pregnant young they have their kids they stay with their primary partner and they get to like their mid late 20s and all of a sudden they have this like crisis where they see like I've missed out on this huge chunk of my life and they split and they go out and have, you know, it just the whole family falls to falls to shit. So I was like, well, you know, how can I also, on top of the fact that we both enjoy it, how can we create a relationship where we don't feel like we're confined to these boundaries where you feel like you can explore, you know, Kate's obviously bisexual, so you can explore that side of herself. We can explore within our own relationship, keep, you know, a good family unit, be stronger than ever together and also have fun. Have our fun <laughs> and not feel like she's ever missed out on anything. That makes sense. I've never missed out on anything. No. Especially in our relationship. <laughs> know, so uh, far yeah. from it. <laughs> well then then let's hear about that because I think, you know, that that approach that you took is actually almost identical to the approach and the conversation that we took apart from the having babies early on. <laughs> like the conversations we had were we we don't want to limit each other. We want each other to have experiences in life. And it, so we can very much relate to that. And um, so I guess like you, you get pregnant for the second time. What, what happens after that? And maybe how does that then parlay into not, not holding each other back? Well, I think after second baby, after our daughter was born, it was like three years later. Yeah, we had like three, I, yeah, two or three I had a years really bad just... birth with her, so there was a lot of like um, post-traumatic stress, anxiety over 
long story short, basically almost died giving birth to her. So I had a long time there where I wasn't even myself, you know, mm. it just I was taking medication just to get through every day because I wasn't in any headspace. Yeah. Um, so once I sort of got over that and started to get better is when I don't even know how we got <laughs> – we sort of came up to visit um, Rocky yeah, and uh, <laughs> this one person had always, we'd been in communications with her and she'd send us photos and we would talk and we're just like, yeah, she's like, this is always going to happen. And we're just sitting here going, this is never going to happen, but we'll enjoy the photos and the idea of it. And um, so that sort of got us back into things was talking to her and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Like I want to get more into this with females because previously um, I'd only been with one female um ever that was when we were roommates and a lot of it was with guys which I enjoy as well um but every situation you know we'd had threesomes with a couple of different guys and like I said we'd had foursomes and it was all so much fun but I was like no I want to step away from that probably just for a little while and talk you know more about girls and we talked about which it I was felt- okay with Obviously, <laughs> yeah, you you took one for the team. Yeah, she, she he had to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't take much. She's got a main rod hook. Yeah. <laughs> um, it probably wasn't until we actually moved back uh, to Rocky, where we are now, that mm. it all. It's funny because the the dynamic of the cities that like from going from the Sunshine Coast to here, if you were to say to someone, where would you think you would have? for lack of better putting an opportunity or meet more people, you would go, oh, definitely the Sunshine Coast. More progressive place. Yeah. Lots more population. Um, but everything's happened in Rocky. Yeah. It's just funny. The time that we lived in the Sunshine Coast, which is where all the opportunity is, we were just, it was just Groundhog Day, young young family, you know. Um, and then yeah, just before we moved back to Rocky, it really kicked off. About 2017, since 2017, it's just been, Pretty, it's been pretty part consistent. of our yeah relationship since then, and the same girl kicked it off back when we got here. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we we had a we met someone at a um, party. At a party. <laughs> to, to... I can tell this story, but I'll, <laughs> we went to a friend engagement party, and we'd been at um, like the races all day. So we terrible of us to be so blind to go to a enga- backyard engagement party at six thirty at night, and we get there. And I'm like, I can't be here. I'm way I, – I just cannot be at an engagement party in the backyard. I'm, I'm too drunk for this. Mm. Um, okay, so just preface this by saying, so Kate has an alter ego, Catherine. She's a, <laughs> she's a full, full-on savage. Um, continue. And uh, we were about to leave packing our stuff up and um, they were friends. Uh, Trav had known this person from school and he's like, oh, they're here. I was like, cool, fun people. Like I haven't met them, so I met them. Anyway, a few drinks later, she's pretty blonde and she's like, oh, let's go to the toilet. So I was like, all right. And then next thing she's showing me her boobs and I was like, oh, and she's like, feel them. And then her partner just opens the to- like toilet door. He's like, what's going on? And she's like, we're going home together. He's like, are we? And she goes, yes, we are. So I just walk out, walk up to Trav. He's mid-conversation with a mate. I'm like, come on, we're going home. He's like, what? I was like, this is happening and we're going home now. So we've been, like, we've been at this this party for about half an hour and and I'm just having a beer with a mate and she just walks over and grabs me and says, a cab's on its way, we're going home with these guys. And I was like, what? What, what has happened? I didn't even know you had met them yet. And now, and now we're going home with them. Like, I'm pretty sure my words were, Trav, I'm going to fuck her. We're going. Yeah. And, um, and He's we, like, what have I done? We didn't even make it out of the street and the cab driver got a hell of a show. But... 
yeah, it was, um, and that was sort of the start of yeah. our momentum, getting back into the swing of things, pun intended. <laughs> yeah, so that was sort of about five years ago then. Yeah. 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 Crazy. And it's what, now it's been a part of our relationship since. Yeah, and then it, it's, yeah, as you know, it's sort of, um, what's the word? It's always evolving. Evolving. It's evolving over time, like, um yeah, th- from things that are more casual to things that are slightly more serious and then mm-hmm. sort of everything in, in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And what is, yeah, what has that journey looked like? Because, I mean, that that is sort of a, I don't want to say it wasn't an intentional encounter, but it sort of happened to you in a lot of ways, right? Like the other woman mm-hmm. kind of drove that situation and clearly you were on board. Um, <laughs> but like the the... You know, the next day you come down from the hangover or two days later or three days later, if it's me, <laughs> like when you're sort of coming back around, like, like sort of the, the, uh, postmortem of that, like, how did it go? Where do you want to take this? Like, how did those conversations go in the coming days and weeks to like get to where you're maybe more intentional about it? Yeah. We, one thing I'll always praise us for is, um, we've always had good communication, we probably check in with each other too much after we've had something happen. Um, and it's always led us to, you know, did you enjoy that? Is there anything you wouldn't do next time? Um, obviously if we're in a situation where one person's not enjoying something, um, I'm pretty sure I like need Trav in the head one time and he got a pretty clear answer that I was like, Hey, back off. (laughs) But we know each other well enough to, we can read the situation, I guess. And the next day is more of it. Is there anything you would change? Um, if so, what would you change? Um, and the one thing we've always said is we won't get cranky with each other for being honest, because in that moment you could, you can't change anything that happened the night before, but we know that we can stop that from happening next time. If you didn't quite enjoy that, um, 99% 99% of the time, it's always like, I had the best time. What did you love about it? I love this. What did you love about it? Oh, yeah, I love this too. I'd like to do it again. Would we like to do it? You know, it's, um, yeah, it's probably the best way to. Yeah, we've been we've been really, really lucky that we've 95% of all of our hookups um, have always been awesome and we still have really good relationships with all those people, yeah. either friendships or something else. Um, I think that comes down to just good communication. A lot of it was luck early on um, because, you know, we didn't listen to a lot of podcasts and things like that. We didn't know about that there were communities and all these different boundary conversations and things. These are things we've sort of made up on uh, on the fly. But, yeah, we were always really good at checking in with one another. Yeah. You know? Checking in with the other people too. That's yeah. a massive thing for us. Especially if I've been drinking, I get really anxious. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what if they didn't want to do it? What if they regret it? And then I message like, them, they're they like, drag- I had the best night. And I'm like, okay, I feel so much better now. Like they dragged you out of the cab and like, she's like, yeah, what if they didn't want it? They're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I get very conscious of other people, yeah. even though I may not be the one leading. I just, um, and then I check in with them, typically, like the girls more than the guys. I know guys, you know, I Trav will talk to them if they're, especially if they've been friends. But girls I'm very conscious of and I'm just like, especially if it's been maybe something that they're not used to because they haven't done before. It's, hey, how are you feeling? Like, you guys good? Do you want to talk? Um, we're here to chat but just want to make sure you're happy. And we always, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a huge checker in it with other people as well just mm. to check her in a Check her in yeah, a well, <laughs> It's that basic consideration for the the people that you're interacting with. Like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Showing that you care about them as well. They're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, and and you you said that some of your experiences are sometimes it like ebbs and flows. It's a little more casual. Sometimes maybe there's some more serious. How how do you how I guess how do you balance and blend that? Because those those more serious relationships that those can add some different challenges that mm-hmm. that are not necessarily there if it's just a one night kind of hookup scenario. Like, was that a big was that a big shift for you guys to introduce that? I think it's just something that. Um, it can take you like catch you off guard at times. So we, this is probably eighteen months ago now. We were about that. We were just seeing um, a friend of mine, and we'd seen her. It was once a fortnight, once a week, a couple of times a week, and it was becoming more and more frequent. And she was just like the perfect, you know. I've described it a few times. She was like the perfect uh, third person to like third side of the triangle she was super respectful she was equal both ways like she always she never overstepped a mark with me or with kate um she was just yeah considerate of both of us and she was fun she knew we had kids so she didn't try to interrupt on the kids um because she would just be like all right well she'd come over for dinner and we've we've got we're very we love being social so we'll have our mates around who aren't like that and the kids know like often the kids are like who's coming around for dinner tonight and we're like no one they're like oh and my daughter recently said to me mom I really love it when you have friends around for dinner I was like why and she goes I don't know you're just always happy (laughs) and I was like which friends are we talking about (laughs) Um, what have you picked up on (laughs) yeah so she was she'd just come around for dinner and then the kids would go to bed and you know it was she would she never stayed over. We talked about it and stuff like that. But we asked her if she wanted to, but she said no. Nah, she just wanted to keep it, keep it separate, and it we was. were cool with that. Um, but yeah, it caught me off guard one day. Kate says to me, "She's like, so what are we?" And I was like, "What?" She's like, "The three of us. Like, what are we?" And I was like, "Uh, having a good time." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "Do you want this to be more?" Because again, we'd never discussed it. Just it forces you to bring up conversations that you've never considered before. Well, I hadn't in my head. I'm like, yeah, we're having a good time, you know, two, three times a week. That's great. And she's like, Oh, I'd be willing to sort of give it a go. And we discussed it and it wasn't something that we both wanted to do, but I just think that different people come into your life at different times for different reasons. And we've recently had um, some we, really good friends, yeah, a, a couple that and- we've basically been dating. Um, as much as we all joke about it, you, called your girlfriend for a while and called me his girlfriend and we'd go out in public and we would like I went and stayed with him and she came and stayed with Trav first time like totally separate and that they brought a lot to our relationship they unfortunately Mm. moved away down like they're moving to Sydney down yeah another state so so, yeah um still want to keep in contact with them we're actually seeing them next week because they're sort of in limbo on on moving um we're going on a trip with them in april down to melbourne Mm -hmm. so we've sort of got things planned and it's definitely something we will and we want to um keep seeing them they're awesome people and like i said they've they've taught us a lot because they're um they're open sort of open poly poly. yeah they did everything sort of backwards to us they don't have kids but um he was a musician so he was like uh on tour and all the time for long periods of time and sort of asked her if he wanted to be with her but obviously there's a lot of temptation yeah. out there and brought that conversation up with her and they decided they'd, they'd go open. So mm-hmm. he was having, you know, his fun while he was on tour and she was having her fun while he was on tour and then they come back and they still kept their primary partnership together. 
and then they've slowly bought their well, they've gone backwards. Yeah. And um, and now we're like meeting in the middle. So yeah, they're they're doing things together now for the first time with other people, and we're separating things for the first time. So it's yeah, yeah it's been a, yeah, it's been yeah. really good. The, yeah, that's quite the journey. Um, before like it sounds like about 18 months ago between 12 and 18 months ago was the first time really polyamory or other relationships with people that were more serious has has really been brought up in your relationship is that yes most definitely we'd never I guess considered anyone like we'd I guess we'd said in passing and you know we'd seen tv shows and we're like oh how would that work and we'd spoken about it but it'd never been serious enough to talk about it and when we were dating this um girl uh, 18 months ago, I even said to Trav, I was like, Trav, she's gone funny. He's like, no, she hasn't. I was like, she's gone funny. And he's like, she hasn't. And I was like, I can, uh, w- woman sense, I can, I can sense it. And then, um, we had a work Christmas party and we hooked up with another couple. Um, I'm, I'm really bad for when I'm hungover. I get, we get really horny, which is so bad because you've had this amazing night the night before. And then you're just like, what can we do tonight? That's just going to trump that. Um, so we, we sort of then I hooked up with another guy for the first time by myself and um, and then we had a threesome with a guy the night later and then she came around a few nights later and we've always been honest with her and told her and she's like, yeah, the reason I pulled back and I haven't quite been myself is like I'm jealous and Trav, she left and Trav's like, how did you know? And I was like, it's just a woman thing. Like you can just tell. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, and, yeah, she was honest with us and said she had feelings she didn't think that when I told we told her, because um, she'd hooked up with other guys and stuff like that, and obviously it never bothered us. And yeah, she's like, I'm just feeling something, and I I don't know why I'm feeling mm. it. The unexpected feelings, unexpected for her as feelings well. for her, and that's how it sort of we still mates with her. Like we we she's talk awesome. to her. She's yeah. really really cool chick. Um, yeah, I'd have her around for dinner any night of the week. It's she's now got a partner who she's um, with primary only him at the moment, and uh, yeah, she was probably the first person that we'd sort of gone, huh, well, would this work? Would this not work? Like, It's funny though, like we were talking before about the whole the polyamory conversation. We, had, I can't remember specific times we we spoke about it in the past, but there were definitely times where the subject would come up and, and Kate would be like, oh, no, I, I couldn't do that. Like, And then fast forward to these the friends. last six months. <laughs> yeah, these last six months were um, these friends that we met and, when you see it working, like when you see the way they're talking, and I remember you saying um, after you'd spoken to her, like this light bulb moment. Yeah, she, was she saying, basically gave me a light bulb moment. She said to me, who am I to deny him of experiencing his life or living his life? And there was just a few other things that we'd had, like a one-on-one chat, and this was before we'd hooked up with him. So Trav had actually um, gone to school with him and hadn't seen him in about 17 years and it was a small world connection that we'd met someone on a dating app we've never actually seen him but we stay in contact with him he sent us a photo one night and this is like a five-hour drive away he sent us a photo one night and said um trav you know this guy and trav's just gone blast like, from the past i was like is that him and he's like yeah that's him. yeah and i was like i, I don't know how i put a name to the face because it's been like we were kids we were like 14 when i last seen him and then he goes, yeah, him and his missus are like open, poly. And I was like, oh, what are the chances? And then he's like, oh, he's playing a gig in in your town in like a couple of weeks. And so and we, just we caught up for dinner up and, and the rest is history from there. But yeah, it's interesting, like people just come in to your life, as I was saying before, and 
stuff that you were previously just like, no, that's a flat no. Like it's just not something that I couldn't see us doing that or yeah. I'm not interested. And all of a sudden you see them doing it and you're like, oh, that's okay, that's interesting. Or maybe we'll just see how that goes. Mm. And then all of a sudden it just, you know, your, your boundaries that which were previously like hard no's are now like uh, hard yeses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, we, we know that one. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I think, too, it's interesting to maybe tie it back to the to the woman that, that you had the whatever, it sounds like about a year-long kind of relationship with in some ways, right? And, like, I mean, a couple of questions on that one. Like, how – it sounds like you, you two were very, like, respectful with her and honest and transparent. And even though, like – she ended up getting jealous and it, and you guys didn't necessarily want the same thing that she was wanting. It sounds like she had a lot of agency in that relationship too, that, that you were, you guys were always transparent. And like you, you made some comments, like she, she never overstepped with the kids. She never overstepped with me or, or my partner, but like, it, it sounds like she also had a lot of like say in what happened and how that went. It wasn't just like she came into your relationship and you like used her for a couple of nights and then, Oh, we'll see you. And you know, the next time we're ready for you, it sounds, it sounds yeah. like she was getting more on that, especially if she was interested in going deeper. And yeah. she she had previously it was only probably three or four months. We were probably about four months. We actually spent with her in total, so it wasn't actually all that long. But she did teach us a mm. lot. I think one of the big things was I found it. So she had been in um, her previous relationship. They had been um, non monogamous, and mm-hmm. the the women that or a lady that had been included in their relationship ended up leaving with her man. And so she was like super conscious about the th- third person coming into a primary partnership, respecting that partnership because she knows what it was like for that not to have happened. And so I remember the first night she came around and we slept together and then she's like, okay, I'm going home. And she got up and she kissed you and she kissed me and she walked out to the car and it just, it was like really like spontaneous. And at the time I was like, oh, that was, that was, it just caught me off guard but it was just like I think that was just her way of saying like, you know, goodbye to you, goodbye to you. This is fair. Like, you know, it wasn't like kissing me or just kissing Kate or like an awkward goodbye. It was just very – and then that just became a thing and it was like, oh, that's nice. Like it's just a yeah. – it's like signing off, you know. It's like thank you, thank you. <laughs> goodbye. Have a great time. Catch you later. And, you know, that was sort of I suppose epitomised what she was like. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Well, and, and it sounds like that maybe prepared you in some ways, like having those conversations prepared you for this experience this, with this couple. Yeah, with this couple. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It definitely did. And I think, too, um, being that they've had their experience as well. And for me, it felt like when we talk to people um, who ask us questions, we always feel like, <laughs> The people are, <laughs> we, people always asking questions and you're just like, you're always the one talking. And I just remember the first night they came around and Travis asking so many questions. And I remember you said, sorry for asking so many questions, but normally people are asking us questions. Now we get to ask you questions. Yeah. So it was nice to, um, you know, I guess have that sort of roles reversed, but they taught us so much in the way of um, I communicate with her. I communicate with him. Trav communicates with her. Um, we all have a group chat and then Trav sometimes chats to him as well, just check in to be like, you know, you still cool with everything. So yeah, they came around and then they came around probably a couple of weeks later. So she came around because he couldn't, they live three hours away this time. Um, so she had to come into our town and 
she stayed with us on the Friday night. We had this great time. And I'm super. This is the three of us. Sorry. He was stuck he at was work. He couldn't come. Out at work so she home. just came on her own. I'm a spontaneous person. I get an idea in my head and I want to do it and I want to do it now. So the next morning um, we were all talking and I was just like, oh, so like she had been here last night and I was like, I mean, it's only a three-hour drive. I was like, Trav, what if I just drive out there and see him so he's not like left alone? And Trav was like, oh, yeah, you like you can if you want to. Like he had no issues with it and I was like, okay, cool. And I automatically assumed that being from what I um, had talked with them, I, I guess I wouldn't need to ask her. So she had to go and do a few things for work and stuff. And I've messaged him and like, I've got this super crazy idea. I'm, I'm going to come out. And he's like, fuck yeah. Okay. So sweet. I head out in the afternoon and um, we had an amazing night and then she wasn't going to come over. She ends up coming over with Trav because they were both sort of alone that night. She ended up coming and staying, which worked out really well. Um, and then the next day, something just didn't seem right. And I was like, Trav, I think I fucked up. I think I fucked this up. And he's like, why? And I just said, I didn't talk to her. And I think I should have spoken to her um, because I assumed and that I just straight out said to her, I messaged her. I was like, I think I've done something wrong. Like I assumed you guys were in this place. Maybe I should, like, I should have checked with you first. Um, I don't want to ruin anything. And I, I do feel bad because even though everyone had a great night and you're not worried about this. And she said, well, that's the first time I've actually had a female stay in my bed. And she's like, so there were new things for us as well, even though she just needed time to process it. And um, I think it's just it's one of those things in this in this game. You can't, you shouldn't make assumptions. No, and, and we yeah. it wasn't even we didn't realize we we're making assumptions, but because they had talked about how they were like the stuff going yeah. away with other people for the weekend and like all separate, we're like, oh, these guys are like way more advanced than we are, but really they just had a different journey. Like they still. Um, yeah, they'd never done stuff together and they'd never done stuff you know, yeah. um, in their own house, you know, like that without yeah. each other. So and that so was, was a like, new oh, thing. Okay. Yeah. It's, that's then that's something you take forward. Then it's like, well, next time you meet someone, you know, don't make those assumptions just in case because yeah. you don't want to, the last thing you want to do is cause any issue in your own relationship or in or someone in else's if, you know, if there's another, another couple involved. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I've always had great communication with her. Um you know, I guess as females, we're a lot more sensitive. Not saying men aren't, but I just, <laughs> we're a lot more, I feel we're a lot more emotional. So I always overextend myself and I always check in. And um, she's always said that. She's like, I feel like I need to check in more. I was like, no, no, this is just me. I'm an overthinker. And I sent this big message to her and I was overthinking and she had a long drive home. So thankfully she actually pulled over and said, I'm only messaging you because I don't want you to overthink this or something like that. But like, I appreciate, I just need time to process and I will send you a message when I'm not driving. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then later on, yeah, she'd said to me, I wouldn't normally, or a few times said we'd seen him. She said, I wouldn't normally send something like that, but I could see how upset you were by it. Um, and, and I was because, you know, when you care for someone, you don't want to, you don't want to hurt them or upset Mm. them. So. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So what does, sound like you're you're navigating things with this couple now that that moved away um but you're it sounds like you're still in that right you're still navigating enjoying time with them and i guess where where do you feel like your relationship is now in regards to non-monogamy it's a it's an interesting spot like where we still talk with these guys they just or ours in general yeah i know but i'm just saying like so they're still open like we're not um exclusive with them or anything like that um 
but where we, we are, hype each other up they'll be like we've got a date and we're like tell us all about it and yeah. we're just like <laughs> fangirling like hyping them up and yeah but for us i don't know i think we're in a i think we what we classify ourselves as like just non-monogamous yeah we don't really set I guess we take everything. We probably, if you had have asked us 18 months ago if we'd be in a situation with them that we're in now, we'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. like we couldn't imagine it. Same with dating this, um, dating the girl for a few months and stuff like that. We, I guess we really don't, our biggest thing has always been like, I don't want to label. If someone walked into our life and both Trav and I were like, wow, this person means so much, we want to be in a relationship with them, we'll have that discussion. Yeah. Um, it's not something that either of us foresee. We were just talking about it a couple of hours ago. It's not something that either of us are looking for or that we foresee happening, but we also didn't foresee these other guys coming into our life and, and having the impact that they did. So it's like we're not closed off to it, but we're not actively looking for it either. Yeah. Um, and just with the, the fact that we've got a young family too, like life's just so busy, we're just sort of – I'm like, I could be bothered messaging someone else. Yeah, we're just enjoying <laughs> the ride. dealing with it. <laughs> you know, we're like when we have an opportunity to let our hair down, well, yeah, Kate has an opportunity <laughs> to let her hair down, um, it's, yeah, we, we make the most of it. We have a good time. We, we love meeting yeah. people. As Kate said, we love, we're social people. We love having parties. We yeah. love entertaining. And if something comes of it, that's that's great. We're not We're definitely not closed off to it. Right. Yeah. 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 No, that sounds wonderful. And it's like, it sounds like you both have, I mean, got on this journey. You're just, it's, it, you've embraced the journey and now you're here and, you know, it's, you're open to the future, but you're just, you're also not, it doesn't sound like you're trying to prescribe the future either. So, no, I think every time we've tried to do that, you know, nothing happens. But if we try and like plan it, something throws us a curveball and then the whole plan goes to shit. So we're just like, oh, well, let's just, let's just cruise and just see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and you, you talked about at the beginning, like a lot of the reason you got into this again was you don't want to limit each other and you don't want to prevent maybe that those experiences and that growth. And I was just like curious, like over this four or five years of doing this, like how have you seen each other grow? Like what, what growth or what changes have you seen come about in each other? I've seen huge changes. Um, Like in Kate, just, just coming into her own, I think like um, just the fact like, watching her develop, like obviously being bisexual and watching her explore that. And we only just recently learned of the whole, the compersion. We'd mm-hmm. never actually heard the term before. It's such a good word. Um, but just seeing, like, just enjoying her, enjoying her life, you know, like that's, for me, that's a big thing is like through all these experiences that we've had, um, just, yeah, just seeing her come into mm-hmm. her own and, and. I probably emotionally a lot grown as well, yeah, you know, four or sure. five years ago. I would have got like my boundary was always all right. You can do anything, but like yeah, no penetration. There's like that was my thing. Um, I need to warm up to that. And then next thing, I was like, "We're doing it." And Travis like, "No, I'm not." And I was like, "Yes, you're going to do it." And he's like, "No, I'm not." And I was like, "I'm telling you, like we can talk about this." This was before it happened, and I was like, "We'll talk about it after." I promise you, if I not we, comfortable we in the good, situation, we were on a good thing. Like she was just it was everything except for penetration on my behalf with another another female, and I was like, and we were just just we were just cruising and life was good and I was like look let's not let's not fuck it up we're having a great time like you know I don't want to try this and then have the wheels fall off and it all goes to shit 
And she's like, you are going to fuck her. And it was happening. <laughs> and I was like, God damn. If, if I, I have, have to. to. <laughs> well, to be fair, she was probably worried about your super super fertility. That, like, you know, <laughs> exactly. like, every time you have sex, you get somebody pregnant. So, uh, I mean. It felt like that back in the beginning. It was always that. And I think, too, and then it progressed from that to, well, you can fuck him. But you're not allowed to finish with them. You have to finish with yeah, me because I'm was, greedy. That, that lasted. That lasted one it lasted time. Once. She was like, we were going up up north to visit the, this couple, and she's just like, okay, you can fuck her, no issues, but you have to finish with me. I was like, done. And we go in, and I'm like, I'm like fucking this other other chick, and I'm like looking over, her and she's like, ah, fuck it. I was like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely grown emotionally in the way of. Um, you know, I still was probably quite a, a jealous person, not because I just had to learn how to, I guess, um, pro, uh, like process it and learn that it's, um, I guess it was okay to feel like that. And if I do feel like that, there's a reason. And it was never from anything bad, like nothing bad has ever happened. It, there was no jealousy for that. It was just new for me. And now I've I've definitely learned better ways of processing. If I feel something, I'll talk about it. If it's something, usually once you've spoken about it too, it's like, oh, okay, that feels like a relief. I actually don't feel that anymore. I just wanted you to know. And if I start to feel that again, then I'll tell you and we won't do that. But, um, yeah, if I ever felt I used to feel jealous and it was probably I used to feel jealous more whilst we weren't doing stuff. And now Travis fucking girls and, you know, I'd let him in and left another room or separate occasions and stuff like that. I'm actually less jealous now. I've done a full switch. Even Travis said recently, mm. he's like, you've just come leaps and bounds. I feel like yeah. I'm here and you're all the way up here. And, um, which is not that Travis always been ahead of me, but you know, Travis, what probably, um, 18 months ago, I said, Oh, Trav, like I love girls, but, I just need, I just want another dick. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well let's make it happen. And I was like, cool. And he's like, I'm just slack for hosting another guy. So got on a dating app and found a guy, went over there, hooked up with him, got there. And I was like, Hey, this is just a hookup. There's no cuddles. I'm leaving straight after I'm here for one thing and one thing only. He's like, sweet. I saw him once more. And, um, and yeah, like Trav, for, like I was always like, Oh, I want to be able to do that for you. And Trav was like, yeah, but if you rush into it, it's not going to end well. And like we talked talked about it and it then I sort of took a step backwards because I tried to rush into doing something like that and then you fast forward 12 months later and now I'm just like I'm in a place where it feels right if I was if the opportunity was to present itself it doesn't feel like I'm forcing things to happen anymore mm. well also if it, we, we could have forced it 12 months sooner and then it could have put us back three years yeah yep yeah uh, but we didn't force it and you know took the took the scenic route and then yeah. got to a better position and something that's much more sustainable. Yeah. The other thing is too about the relationship and, and the growth, like Kate probably hasn't mentioned, I'm, I'm like her first serious relationship, you know, so she doesn't have any previous relationships to compare it with. Um, so she's sort of finding her own way and like working out, well, what is this relationship? What do I want it to look like? Um, so naturally you're going to be, a little on the on the not jealous side, but you know you worry it could all fall apart, you know. And also the way we got together as mm, well, yeah. You know, that being pregnant and not knowing is he sticking around, is he going, or what's happening. So it's you've had to sort of unwind all of that over the years. And and it, it is ironic though that like we get to a point where we're sleeping with other people and that we feel more secure than 
than you, you did even in the past when you were more monogamous. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's yeah. something else. I forget what I was going to say then. Yeah, we've both definitely grown a lot, um, especially I would say in the last 18 months, two years out of the last five years, we've both grown a lot. Trav's communication has got a lot better. That's yeah. Um, yeah. I've always been like, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. We need to talk about this. Like I've always wanted to talk about things. Um, and I'd have to sometimes used to squeeze it out of him and we'd get there and I'd be like, see, was that so hard? Now we all feel better. Mm. But now it's, um, he'll bring conversations to me and for the most part, we handle them pretty well. Yeah. That's, that's probably been the biggest, um, improvement. It's probably been the last two, two, two and a half years, mm-hmm. I reckon. Yeah. Communication's just gotten just so much better. And, and all that, that jealousy, I think, you know, it comes from something. It comes from insecurity and being able to admit it and go, Hey, I feel jealous about this and it's because I like, I need to work on this. I'm insecure about, mm-hmm. yeah, X, Y, or Z. You know, it can be something about yourself. It can be the way you look at someone, the way you talk to someone or, you know, something that's that you need to work on for yourself. But if the other person knows that, then, you know, they can help you deal with it, you know, and then mm-hmm. you become stronger for it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a really good point you brought up because jealousy is just an emotion, right? It's mm-hmm. another emotion just like all of the emotions and it's okay to feel that way, but it's how you navigate that and talk about it. Yeah. yeah. I think for, uh, being a guy too, it's, it's hard to, to bring it up and be like, Hey, I have an insecurity, you know, cause you're supposed to be strong, staunch, the, you know, you know, nothing bothers you. And, and so if you're feeling jealousy, it's like, that's an insecurity. That's a, that's a chink in your armor, but being able to be like, no, get over that like sometimes you've got to be vulnerable and just mm. let them know because otherwise it ends with arguments and you know like well, you don't trust me what am i doing wrong and and then you you go down this vicious spiral when really if you had just said in the first place hey you know i'm i'm struggling here because of something that's it's on me can you help me deal with it and then we'll be stronger yeah. together mm-hmm. yeah i think that's huge right when you Right, because it's so easy to mask the jealousy or the hurt or the fear as anger or frustration, and then you're maybe you're making some little snipe comment here or there, yeah, and projecting it. Yeah, yeah. Instead of being like, "Hey, this is what's going on. I'm struggling," and then it then it brings you back to the same team instead mm. of dividing you. And I think that Correct. that's really yeah. like where that power comes from. And mm-hmm. that, yeah, yeah, you said it better. Yeah, for I like sure. Your way. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. words. I was just translating it to American English. That's <laughs> the same thing. It's loading. This is what they mean. I have a sip of my tea. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. And like, yeah, that's all really good. Like, I, I think we would struggle to talk to people who haven't gone through a similar transformation of like, it's really hard. There's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of feelings. And then it like, as you get more secure and more secure, that stuff starts to ease and relax. And and then you sort of like hit your stride and it's like, it mm. almost, almost becomes easy. You're just like, Hey, mm. you know, like there's not a lot of worry here, but I think then, then it's easy to become almost the complacent. Right. And that's where I think, uh, Kate, you kind of stepped in it with, with the other, that woman of like, you went over to their house and you kind of made this thing happen because it was like, it seemed easy. It was easy yeah. for you. And and they, you know, I would just like, I agree. It would have been great for you to check in with her. 
But I think there's also an element of like trusting the other couple that if you're like, Hey, Mm -hmm. we're going to do this, that like he reaches out to her. Hey, she said she would like to come over. Are you good with that? If you're not good with that, let me know. I'll make sure she knows. So like, there's definitely a piece you could have done, but like it was also on them to, to communicate that back to you and communicate with each other because, so I, I think everybody has a, has some skin in the game there so um which they definitely did like i mean i know she she knew about it they'd talked about it um as far as i'm aware and they were such a good couple to learn all this with and experience new things with because you can see their communication from what we can see as outsiders um seems seems to be on point as well so you know there's no oh hey by the way katia it's you know right um but living this lifestyle too whether it's with another couple or an individual like Kate was so shattered that she could have, you know, broken up the band, you know, and it, it was all going <laughs> was all going to go go belly up. And I said, like everyone's like coming into this with their own like water under the bridge. Like they've got their own strengths and weaknesses in their own relationship. You know, they got all their own history. Like you don't know any of that. You know, they've got ten years of of backstory as well. You know, and if and if there's a trigger in there that you don't know about, like it's not your fault if you accidentally press it. You know, like you can check in as much as you want, but it doesn't mean they still, if as their primary partners, like they still need to talk it out themselves. You know, mm, you, yeah. you can't you can't fix what's going on in their relationship as well as this, as well as the whole thing. Like, you know, yeah. so you can yeah, you can only do it's, what you can do. Right, it's taking ownership over your part yes. and doing the best you can, but. And, and yeah, no, recognizing when you could have done something better and then changing that in the future. Definitely. But Correct, at, yeah. the, at the end of the day, it's still like you're only one person and yeah. there's in this dynamic you're in, there's four of you mm-hmm. and you can't, you can't control or fix things for other people. Yeah. You can just show up as your best self and take ownership of your things and do that better. Uh, and that can be hard. It can be super hard sometimes because you want to just, uh, fix everything right (laughs) and you have to yeah you have to recognize (laughs) what's yours and what's not yours well and and i think to your point you like uh like you can check in all you want but ultimately like it's it's on them and i I was just kind of thinking of i don't know maybe a comical analogy that i hadn't really thought of like and like watching sports right you and I know your football is different than our football, but so like, but the, a lot of times, football, right? It's fine. I'll, get, I'll get the analogy. Hit me with you it. get the analogy, right? So the the like, you know, you listen to the sportscasters, and they'll be like, "Well, he's got, you know, he's the leading rushing score on half moons after Labor Day," and you're like, "Okay, that's a that's a really useful statistic." Like, and so like, I feel like you you know you're navigating a relationship, and you're like, "Well, we've never done this where." It's been a Wednesday night and another woman slept in my bed and the whatever. And you're like, okay, well, I didn't know that. And so like, I I'm relying on you to be like, this is the trigger. The trigger is this unique thing that, that like you, we rely on you to let us know. Potential trigger. Right. Potential trigger. They may not even know. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I just think that's the point. Like you can ask all you want, but like you're going to miss something because you can't ask about everything. What's yeah, the moral of the story. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. No, I love the I love the sports analogy. <laughs> I always I do always laugh when you hear like no one's hit more three pointers in the second quarter of an yep. away game, you know, in March. Like yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. 
You're like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. Like, what, what are you gonna give them a plaque? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's so, what need. Me a plaque. Thanks. <laughs> just a wall full of plaques. Like, yeah, yeah. These are the times Kate, Kate had sex with a guy on a Tuesday night after yeah. not going out on a Monday, but also going out on a Sunday. Yeah. Exactly. All right. And there's she that drank one. nothing but tequila shots, but with <laughs> right. she had lime instead of lemon. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There yeah. it is. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Throughout, I'm going to change the subject just slightly. Throughout this conversation, it's it's I've gathered that both of you are are a fairly open book, and I was curious how open are you in your life about your relationship and and navigating that. Um. Yeah. So we're obviously we have a podcast, so we're we're pretty open with it. <laughs> most <laughs> most of our. Well, I'll tell you, we've told our parents. Yeah, we, we just, uh, this is pretty recent, like in the last sort of month to six weeks. Well, Trav's parents, so Trav's parents are still together. Um, my parents are divorced. I have a stepdad and a stepmom, essentially. Um, my dad had come up to visit. Dad's known for a little bit longer. Um, my dad's a legend. He, he's, um, yeah, I've formed a better relationship with him over the past couple of years. So we've gone out to dinner. We're just at a local pub. Um, kids are in the kids' club. Traveler, all sipping on beers, and Trav's going to take a sip of his beer. And I was like, "Yeah, Dad, so there's something I want to talk about." And he looks at me, and I was like, "I'm bisexual. We have a podcast, and if you don't want to hear about our sex life, don't listen to it." And Trav's mid sip yeah. finishes sculling his beer because I've not given him any indication that this is what I'm I, telling Dad. I picked up my beer, and I lived in one world. And then by the time <laughs> it reached my lips, I was in a whole different world, sitting opposite her dad, who just paid for the beer. And I was like, do I use this as a weapon? Is he coming at me? Like, what's, where do we go from here? Like, I'm close to the exit. And, and he, he just, was, he yeah, was he just, just like, I guess, oh, whatever makes you happy. Yeah, cool. And then, like, a couple of days later, he'd gone home and he rings me. And my sister doesn't know at this point, she's younger than me. And he gets on the phone, he's like, I had dinner with your sister last night. I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah. Did she know about the thing? I was like, what? And he goes, did she know about the thing? And I was like, what, Dad? And he goes, the bye thing. This, the podcast, the, the buy thing. And I was like, you can say it. <laughs> and no, I guess I've never formally told her, but, you know, she probably stumbled across something. And he's like, I didn't really tell her, but I, he, she just asked if I knew. And all I said was yes. And I was like, that's okay. <laughs> like, that's fine, Dad. If she's got questions, she can she can ask me. Um, and then we were coming up to, because we're in school holidays now, so they've got uh, eight weeks off just been extended because of COVID is so bad over here again. And I, the kids were going to visit my parents, my mum, which is a seven-hour drive. We took them down and I said, like, the kids have gotten used to, we've introduced them to the couple we just met and when she stayed over, she was in our bed and the kids saw that and we were, you know, they're like, they're young enough to not know but, like, but they off. just walk in. They're just like morning. Like they're not worried. And, and we're getting they get into the stage where we're going to have to dis- decide strategically how, how we're going to approach it. But we've always just been really transparent with, oh, um, they're coming over, or this this girl's coming over, and and when you to, wake to stay with up, us, she'll be here and yeah, stuff like that. So but then, this is the first time she'd been in the bed. And our daughter, our son, woke up during the middle of the night, walked in, thought she was me, and I wasn't here. And um, our daughter's she's. She's crazy personality gets up the next morning and starts paying him out, being like, ha, you thought she was mom. Like, ha, ha. So then I said to Trav, oh, my gosh, like they're going down to stay with my mom for two weeks. As if she's not going to shit stir him, 
while they're there and say and bring this up. So I'm, I have to tell mum, and you need to tell your parents before the kids tell your parents. So mm. I was like nudging Trav. He's like, yeah, I will. I was like, no, no, now's a perfect opportunity. Um, you need to tell them. And the kids, I don't even know what they were at school still at this point. And I was like, tell them, tell them, tell them. And he did. Yeah, didn't go so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my mum was like church every Sunday. Um, yeah, just about as about as old school. She just goes to the monogamy marches and stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, she wasn't. Um, she wasn't too. She wasn't too pleased. Just thought it was my way of getting around the uh, the rules of marriage. Just sort of. Uh, suit my own means and satisfy my own um, devilish desires. <laughs> but um, but after we got past that, it was about a week of a stalemate and then now it's just like nothing's nothing's happened, she's accepted. I just said, look, like if you've loved us for the last 10 years, then it's been going on that long, you know. Like it's not like we're thinking, hey, you know, we might just start mixing shit up here. Um, yeah, this has always been happening. We just haven't brought it up. It's got to the point now where... We don't want just you know one of your friends to see Kate kissing some guy or some girl down you know at the beach and think that she's cheating on me or something. So we're just being transparent about it, you know. And um, even though she thought it was uh, infidelity, I was like, no, it's not. You know, it's the opposite of infidelity. It's full transparency. It's communication. Mm-hmm. It's you know. So these aren't the the morals that we brought you up with. I said, so you didn't bring me up to be honest, you know, to be fair, to to want my wife to live her best life, to you know, to yeah, um, to cherish it, all these things, and yeah. Anyway, it's one of those things that we'll just—it's a generation thing. We'll never see eye to eye. Like I realized no, I after about, about half an again. hour that I was like, this is just not—we're just not getting any closer to a, to a, an agreement here. So we said, look, let's just agree to disagree. You know, um, we're just we're we're happy. Like your goal as a parent should be to raise your kids to be healthy and happy before anything else. And I'm like, if that's what mm. you want, then that's what you've got. So you should be you should be proud of yourself. You did a great job. We're living our best life. You know, no one's getting hurt. We're raising our kids the right way. We're going to be honest with them and also protect them. And um, yeah, because they're always a number one priority. And that's like backstory. Haven't had a good relationship with my mum for a couple of years. Mum was like my best friend growing up, so we'd gotten back to a place where um, I felt like I could talk to her. And again, the kids were going down to stay with us. So I was like, "Man, I need to tell her before the kids tell her." Um, and it was only like a week earlier. My sisters always made comments about women being attractive and stuff like that. And she sent me this photo. She'd been at a wedding, and she was almost kissing a girl or kissing a girl on the cheek. And I was like, "Well, that was a bit close." Like I've been trying to edge closer to talking to her, but she's not the sort of person who will open up. Um, and this like she's getting, sister. this is my sister. So she's yeah. getting married next week. And I was like, maybe she's just scared. She's very young, but maybe she's scared to talk about it. Like, um, I was never scared to talk about it, but I didn't know how to navigate it. And, um, I just said to her, this was only yeah, a month or two ago. I was like, Hey, you know, like I've been where you are. Like, is that something that you, you know, are interested in? Rara? And she's like, look, I find women tra- attractive, but I would never, like, it's not something I want to act on. And I was like, cool. Well, like, I remember someone saying that. I don't think I ever said that actually. <laughs> um, I said, well, if you ever want to talk, you know, I've been there and I'm, I'm like, I'm here for you if you need it. And she said, look, I really appreciate that. And the next day I was like, cool. Now I've had that conversation with mom, uh, with my sister. Hopefully it's going to soften the, cause she would be like, Hey mom, guess what Kate said? <laughs> 
So I messaged mum. Uh, just they just left from being on holidays here and said, "Hey, I wanted to tell you this when you were up here, but um, they've got young kids. We've got young kids. We just never had a one-on-one opportunity." So I just said, you know, kids are most important in our life and we will never, um, they're our priority and never take over that because I know that would be probably a concern for her. Um, we'd only ever introduce the kids um, to anyone who's too important to us in that manner, like if it was to be a relationship um, and just said, you know, I'm bisexual and um, we don't live a, uh, a monogamous relationship. You know, we have quite a modern relationship and sent her this huge message and she's like, yeah, I know about it. She's like, I know you like girls. I've always known you've liked girls. <laughs> and I know about, like, I know about your relationship. I've known for a while, um, as long as you're healthy and happy. And she said, honestly, you're the happiest I've seen you ever. So for me, that was just like, cool. You know, it's, um, and then I think we went out for dinner when they were here like a week or two ago and we were joking about a few things relating to our relationship. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I, this is nice. Like it's a nice place to be mm. in with them. You don't have to tell them stories or anything, but for them to be able to joke about, you you know, your relationship and stuff, you know, about me liking females is, is you know, for them that's their way of being like we, we're accepting of this because they joke about everything else in mm. everyone's life. You know what I mean? It's just your family. Yep. So, yep. and then my brother, one of my brothers doesn't know he's, I couldn't even be bothered. Um, my other brother has known for a while because uh, one day I had to get him to come over and kill a spider because I hate spiders and it was gigantic and I couldn't kill it with bug spray. So he pulls up and little did I know he's coming back from a date with this girl who I also had been talking to on an app. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to introduce us. He got out and he's like, um, Kate, this is such and such, such and such, this is Kate. And I was just like, oh, it's so nice to meet you and she's like so nice to meet you and I was like wow I didn't realize you were coming back from a date a breakfast date I just wanted you to kill a spider um Kate's like oh you go for it she's good in bed no, no I didn't <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't been there thankfully but like a week later I um I'd had a few wines and I was like I'm just gonna ring him and tell him so I ring him I was like hey you know that girl you brought around the other day he's like yes I was like yeah, I sort of like matched with her on an app and I've been, he's like, you didn't. And I was like, no, I haven't met up with her. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you never know how many girls have we sort of, maybe we have similar tastes. He's like, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he's like, I'm meant to be competing with my brother, not my sister. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, okay, I think, fair. I think your sister's more competition. And then, yeah, so he's always, we've, Never really spoken about it, but he knows in that way. Like um, when I called him and then he saw us at, uh, we went to a beer festival with this couple and Trav and her were off somewhere and him and I were sitting down, we're like all cuddly. And my brother's a police officer, so he was at this festival and he just walks past and I'm blind and I'm like, yeah, hey. And he just looks at me and he just keeps walking. He puts his head down and he keeps walking. (laughs) I saw him the next day. I was like, why, like thinking maybe because I was with another guy. He's like, I'm like, why didn't you come over and say, hey, why did you ignore me? He's like, Oh, you were way too drunk for me. He's like, I, I saw it from a distance. The way you said hello, I just could not even comprehend dealing with you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. So it's got no issue with the, mm. with the. So yeah, all my family know. So all of our friends know. We don't hide it. Um, I would assume a lot of people at work know because people have spoken about my hens. I had a bunch of people from work, and they all spoke about the podcast, including my HR manager. So that's a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah people have I know people talk about it and um I talk about it with p- some people at work because a lot of my work um 
uh, a lot of my work colleagues are my work friends. It's, and I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but um, like or how open you guys are with it, but like so many people are curious. It's like even yeah. the people that you know are just flat. They, they'll tell you like it's flat out never going to happen, but they still want to know like how does it yep. work? Like, how do you navigate that? You know, how's, how's, is, there's a level of interest and curiosity, I suppose, just because they've been brought up with here's here's your option. You know, yep. <laughs> well, here's yeah. your two options, you know, uh, mm. either or. And then all of a sudden they're like, what, what do you mean there's, a, there's other options? Like yeah. what? That's yep. that's not a real thing though. This is just mm. like a, this is a hobby, you know, this is like a. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, so even like someone asked me at work the other day, we were talking and the story came up about the couple we'd been dating or, and I said something about her, we'd been doing something. I was like, oh, yeah, like this girl I've been dating. And it just naturally for the first time flowed out and I was like, I sort of stopped and then, she looked at me and I was like, oh, you know, Trav and I don't have a normal relationship. She's like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, cool. But for me, because I'm not used to being, I know people know, but I'm not used to that it just coming out of my mouth, being comfortable talking about it. So mm. it's a really cool place to be. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think to your point, I think there's a lot of people, even who, who would disparage this, are very curious. And maybe even some of that disparaging attitude comes from, an interest in it or I don't want to say jealousy, but like, damn, like, you know, I, I thought there was only one way. Mm-hmm. And so to find out that there's other people who are like breaking the rules, quote unquote, <laughs> it's like I, I, I can understand that. Like, damn it. I thought like I had to do it this way. And all these people are like rewriting the script. Like, mm, yeah, it's interesting. Cause you never want to, you never want to feel like you're trying to convince other people to, to join or that we're cult. better. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. 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 But, but, but it, then you know, and, and first, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go. Well, and for some people, like monogamy is is what's best or is what exactly. they want. And yeah. there's no, and then like, there's great. nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah, if that's what you want <laughs> yeah, to do, exactly like, right. go for it. But like, what's hard is when you see somebody who, like, doesn't seem like that's what they want, but they don't, they didn't, they didn't know there was another option or they don't know about it. And then they're like, kind of being shitty about it because they don't they're not doing it but they want to be doing it or they wish they mm. could and you're like you know i don't know like those are really hard like and it and it's not that we're better or that we're doing it mm-hmm. better it's just like we found what works for us and like find what works for you and if that's monogamy then like go for it like i don't yeah i don't have any problem with that yeah go uh, to the marches you'll see my mom there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. right i was just gonna say 2k that what would have been a hilarious punchline to your story about your brother at the at the festival would have been if if he had matched with the guy on a dating app and that's why he put his head down and he's like hey you're, you're gonna compete with me i'm gonna compete with you <laughs> that's hilarious it's, no. <laughs> Well, we, we want to give you a chance. You've mentioned your podcast a few times. We want to give you a chance to like pitch it and talk about it. But before you do, I have one other question because you've shared a handful of hilarious stories and I have a venture to guess you have a blooper or two. And so if you're willing and would like to share one or two more, we would love to hear like, them. They've shared some. I know. I know. And that's why I'm pushing for more because they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> so if you, if you have another one that you've, that you've got in the, in the pipeline, if not, We'd love to hear about your podcast and, and any final thoughts you have that you haven't gotten out there. What's a good story? <laughs> they're all good stories. Yeah, they're all good stories. Um, I, don't, I don't know. We've always been we've, – we've definitely had our – we've probably oh, only had – a little bit early. 
Oh yeah. I've probably had one or two, like not so good experiences, um, where things where another female, um, in particular, just, it ended up coming out that she sort of was just here for Trav. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, we've definitely had our like moments and we're, like I said, 95% of the time, very, very lucky that that's sort of been the only one. Um, I guess, cause we are very conscious. We don't just, you know, we don't a lot of the time often, it's been who people we've been talking to or people we know um, because, mm. you know, I get a lot funny, I guess I get funny with the younger ones, just try to be like, oh, look at her, and you'll see it on an app, and I'm like, nah, way too young for me. He's like, what do you mean? And I was like, just the maturity and the mentality of some people who are just that little bit too young, especially with I find the next generation coming through, that I'm just like, that's that's a no from me. I'll, I'll wait. I'll miss that opportunity. I don't care how hot she is because – that's going to come with too much. She's too mm. young to, you know, they'll overstep boundaries and they just, I know what I was like at that age and it's not for there. But, yeah, Ellie, we can share Ellie. <laughs> yeah, so we so we drove, um, so we were talking to this couple on Tinder for about six months. <clears throat> yeah, it was through COVID. Through COVID and. FaceTimed. FaceTimed them a couple of times. They seem really cool and we're like, but they're like seven hours drive away. And they had kids a little bit younger than our kids, and we're like, they kept trying, I guess, to come up and, and visit them, and we're like, fuck it, let's just let's just do it. So we drive up after work one night, Thursday night. We drive Thursday up after night. work. We get up to their house at like two two in the morning. Yeah. To Never a, to a physically stra- met these people. A stranger's house. Like we talked to yep. them on, on you know on Facetime, but how well do you really know someone? You know, so you get there and he's like, hey, you want a beer? I'm like, I just really want to go to bed, actually. <laughs> And so we go to sleep. We're like hoping not to be murdered. And like, we got the kids there. We're like, you know. And so, <laughs> so next morning we wake up and they've like cooked us this this banquet. Like Amazing by nine breakfast, ten o'clock, they're, they're making cocktails by the pool. Like they got they got views of the ocean. Like up on top of this big hill, it's beautiful. The kids house. are playing well together. <clears throat> the kids are getting along. We're like, they take us out on their boat, like to to the islands. It's a it's an amazing day. Like, Picture perfect. So we come home. The girls are having a few cocktails. They're getting along like a house on fire. We're having beers by the fire. Like this is this is perfect. And then um, and then they're like, oh, we just got a message from like our unicorn, like our regular. She comes around, and they're like, would you care if we invited her around? This is the first night too, because we like we'd stayed the Thursday. So this was the Friday night. Yeah, and you can see. Trump and you just went to sleep the first night. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, we just got, we we just so got late. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd had a few cocktails and you could see Travin and, and they both said, we think you'd really like her. And, and we're, we're like, just like. I was like, hey, the more the merrier. I have no issue with that. But also Travin and I was looking like, at each other like, oh, like. This, this situation. Could, this is, could ruin it. Like this could ruin. We just drove seven hours and we have yeah, the best day. <laughs> this is currently perfect. Like, you know, do we want to want to roll the dice? So we roll the dice. And uh, she came around and it was ended up being amazing like she was awesome she come around and bought dildos and <laughs> and all the all the toys on hand and it was just we even we stopped at one point for an intermission and then snacks um and uh she was playing the guitar and singing he was playing the bongos i think hotel california was being played it was just like such a surreal experience yeah like we got a concert we had dinner, we had a show, we had sex. We had lots of sex. It was just with extra people that we weren't counting on that ended up being amazing. Yeah, it was really good. So that was a that was a really pleasant experience. And they've come down since yep. and then we're planning on going back up there again 
sometime, hopefully in the next sort of eight weeks, fingers crossed, travel pending. But Well, I'm not sure you understand the concept of a blooper. Something was supposed to go wrong. Yeah, but, I know. Oh, I, 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 I feel like you just wanted to brag about the, the awesome weekend you had, which is totally fine. I love it. I, I'm just, I, was like, I kept waiting. I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop here. I know. You brought up Ellie, so you didn't yeah, pick up should, on the blue I should have, I know, but I was just, I don't know if we had a, if we had a, like a funny. It's, I will say this. It's all good. I just thought it was fun. I kept waiting, like something's going to happen. <laughs> No, it was just awesome. Okay, well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, sorry, so it was a blooper. You added an extra person. That's yeah, yeah. not funny. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. I don't even I think I just can... made up a kicker at the end. That would have been good. But... No, it's all good. Well, what's fu- it's not even funny. We had a, us girls had a race with the vibrator so you could get off first. Yeah, it was, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Three chicks for satisfied pros all having a race. Uh, that was. It sounds I horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't know how you. I don't know why you keep coming back. Like I don't know. I had to leave the room. I was disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly cannot like think of. No. Well, then, then tell us about your podcast, yeah. and and then if there's anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to brag about, let us know. <laughs> Um, we're, we're all ears. Um, um, the podcast came about, um, Trav said, I think because a lot of people, as we started becoming more open about it and talking to people, um, I guess just answering questions and, and a bit of fun and talking about experiences and stuff like that. So we sort of put it together and we did 10 episodes in the first season and we keep like dragging people along with the carrot dangling in front of them saying we're going to do second season, and we are. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll get the first episode of the second season out this week. So the podcast is called She, My Wife, and I. Um, yeah, it was um, – I guess a lot, a lot of it was our way to talk about it and answer questions, and I think our season two is definitely going to be a lot different because from when we originally started that, and it was during when COVID really hit and we had a lot of time at home and um, a lot of time spare – it was more experiences and, and um, laughing. Just, just bragging. Us bragging, things. probably. <laughs> yeah, not, not so humble brags. No, and... we, were, we, were st- <laughs> yeah, we, we had a lot of bloopers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but we would set, like, what we'd want to talk about. You know, there's definitely we, – we talk about boundaries and we talk about all, you know, experiences and the first threesome yeah. and communication. But I think it's – going to be interesting to listen to that original season and now listen to this one because a lot has changed in the last 18 months um, for a mm. better way to put it, I guess, in our relationship and the way we communicate and even experiences we've matured, I guess you could say. Yeah. So it's a, it's probably going to be a bit of a different approach. Slightly um, different vibe in season two. When but people love the bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> bragging. They're like, oh, tell us more <laughs> stories. Um, and, of course, we love talking about it. So I love when you get to work on a Monday and like, so what did you do on the weekends? And you're just like, oh, can you just get, let me get my coffee at least. Like, yeah. and you can stories from the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so, and because, yeah, I work with a lot of my close work friends, you know, a few of the girls I work with, so it's like, tell me more. Um, but, yeah, so that's basically what the podcast is about. We like want to have said, a few more guests hopefully this season as well. As you know, you guys would know, obviously having heaps of guests, but, it's just so good to have a bit, if you want to have a mm. more of a long form conversation, you know, you can. Yeah. We had one guest so you can talk um, backwards and forwards. in, I think, 
the second or third episode, a really good friend of ours um, who we have not had sex with, but the rumor went around that we were in a three-way relationship basically. Um, so we got her on just to talk about being the other person on the other side of that and how rumors go around and uh, all of that. So it's, um, yeah, we want to definitely get more guests on and mm. brag think, a bit more and yeah. <laughs> tell me what we've is, learned. <laughs> the thing I like about it too is it's almost like um, forced therapy. <laughs> like, you know, not that. You just don't get a lot of time. It's not like you say every Friday at 6 o'clock we're going to sit down and talk about a relationship for an hour. You know, you just don't usually pencil that in. But as you're talking about it, you know, it's it gets it out and you can, oh, that's how you feel about that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we did have that boundary. Oh, isn't it interesting how far we've come? Like just getting a chance to talk about it with each other mm-hmm. is, is quite uh, cathartic and therapeutic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing everything that you did. It's been an incredible conversation with both of you and we're excited to get your story out there as well and to promote um, your podcast and the season two that's coming as well. Yeah. Yeah, Now we have to. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We've said it. We have to do it now. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks so much for having us on guys. You guys are awesome. Of course. Yeah. It's It's been great. Thank you. you. Yeah, likewise. And thank you for staying up really late with us. It's sneaking <laughs> up on two in the morning and we kept you long. So we we appreciate it. And um, yeah, keep in touch and, and we'll we'll get we an update. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So well have a have a wonderful night and we'll talk soon. Okay. See you. See guys. And we're back. A huge thank you to Kate and Travis for coming on the show, for sharing your story, and for the amazing work you do with your podcast too. Yes, and a huge apology to everybody. I got talking in the intro. There's no apology needed. I just kept talking and talking and talking, and Emma didn't get a chance, so she's handling the outro here. (laughs) But huge thank you to Kate and Travis for, for coming on, for sharing a laugh with us, and for the work you do. A quick reminder to go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. There you will find information on our Patreon community, all the dates for the February calls. Uh, If you're looking for community, we highly recommend you check it out. You'll also find information on our virtual events, the two virtual meet and greets coming up February 12th and February 24th, and then all the information about our upcoming in-person events in New Orleans, San Francisco, and San Diego. Go check it out. It's amazing. We can't wait. We're so excited for all of these events. Yeah, we're super pumped. And the pole dance class is is almost sold out, and people are already signing up for the other meet and greets in California. So, yeah, we're excited to meet everybody out west. It's going to be beautiful and sunny and outdoors, and I think we're going to get rid of COVID by then. Oh, yeah. (laughs) wishful thinking (laughs) while you're on our website we'd love to for you to go check out the resources tab there you'll find amazing resources to help you navigate non-monogamy and relationships as well as support the show which is an extra bonus one of our favorites is stdcheck.com using the links on the resources page you'll get a ten dollar discount and you'll support the show it's only 130 dollars for a 10 panel test SCEject.com is fast and reliable. It's discreet and super simple to use. So we highly recommend it. Finn and I use it every all the time. Every time we get tested. Right, I mean, every it's time not we like get a tested. daily. No. <laughs> on the daily, but, you know, re- regularly. Right, but we use it all the time is the point. So go check it out. We couldn't recommend it more. I agree. And I think that's it for this week, right? I agree. Next week, we have an interview with Chris. So come back. You're going to want to listen to this one. Yeah, also kind of a wild and crazy 
ride. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So come back next week and listen. Until that, have a beautiful rest of your week and weekend. Yeah, and we're off to get our daily STD check channel. <laughs> daily. <laughs> so That seems a little excessive. <laughs> and expensive. You can't be too safe. Think of all the support for the show. Right? People are getting tested daily. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway. Probably don't need to go daily. Quarterly would be fine. <laughs> Whatever works for you, whatever floats your boat. All right. So we will see everybody in a week. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.